One more time, coming at you, oldie but a goodie, spinning the hits here on WCOSO. <laughs> I almost got it wrong. I know, it's okay. Come on over and let's get our minds clear. Ooh, wow. Ooh, that's good. I know. Knocking the dust off that tune oh, and bringing it back. I forgot that existed. Yeah, you did. You looked at me. You're like, he wrote another stupid song. I, I thought we did a whole song contest. I know to to eliminate. I, I get. I want to hear some of my old oh, old hits. I'm sorry. This is all for me. So. Oh yes. I'm I, a sorry I, audience for subjecting you guys to these original songs, but mm-hmm. it's for me, but also for you because we love you. Welcome again to a very special episode of Come On Over today. We mm-hmm. have a non-family neighborhood guest coming, yeah. like a real human, mm-hmm. like yeah. that is pretty accomplished, Emily. Yeah, not Amaro and very accomplished. Yes, he cannot be further away from Amaro. I know, right? Not because he's super successful. We have some successful Amaro yeah, in the realm know, we, of Amaro. I'm just do saying. Okay. We do okay. His name is, first of all, Dave Nadelberg mm-hmm. from Mortified. Yeah. The Mortified Podcast. All right, the live stage productions. I don't know if you know about Mortified, but it is a highly entertaining podcast where actors, CEO, famous people, comedians, come on and share their deepest, darkest yeah, journal entries. Exactly. So that inspired us to share our journal entries today from our childhood, adolescence. Um, I know Jeff's go as deep as college, which I don't know which man has a journal in college, but apparently sensitive Jeffy does. Listen, I have my journal writing class yeah. journal that I was have to be graded on my journal. So how deep mm-hmm. am I going to get in that? But I, I know, have right? mine from, it's so funny. What This was kind of serendipitous that Emily got hooked up with Mortified and David. Mm-hmm. And then at the same moment, literally the same day when she told me this news, I was getting the Christmas stuff and I came across a storage box full of some of my writings, oh, Emily. That's a, that's and I have these box. in hand. You're looking at them right now. Not only my journal, I started in my mm. acting class Ooh. when I was 12 years old, but I also have my European journal when I travel to Europe. Oh, Talking wow. about tender stories. Tender, and tender European moments. Almost worse, and I still have yet to read anything in it, Emily, so I will debut this live oh, on God. the air here. This is a composition book, classic, from creative writing in college, mm-hmm. full of my original poetry. Ah, oh, barf. I am so... Oh nauseous right now. I hate original So you guys are going to get it. Your ears will be just sloppy by the time we're done with this Oh, it's going to hurt. It's, you know what, I... I, I'm sorry. I I don't want to do this. I went to my storage uh, area and I dug out. I could only find two. Is that on the bedside table too? No. Is the storage also? No, those bedside tables are large enough to... I love it. ...to do a lot of storage. The studio. We still, we're still cracking jokes about your studio. Nothing wrong with it. I love love my studio. All right, it's like going, living so, in a hotel oh, suite. Oh my god! That you get. Do you to, have a balcony? No. Okay. No. All right. Continue. Anyway, but I dug up a couple journals. One from when I was the ripe age of eight, and Ooh. another from eleven. Oh. And um, it, it gets uh, pretty uh, dramatic. I know you, Emily. I- <laughs> like, I probably know you more than any other person on the planet. Or I know you better than most people, right? Yeah, you do. You're up there. You're up there. And I know how dramatic you are <laughs> as a human, but how dramatic you were as a child. 
I knew nobody like you as far as that level of drama or being able to express yourself. Yeah. And how romantic you are. I was so And emotional and... You know, how you translated that to your journals, because I probably read all of your oh, journal no. entries. Uh, sneaky, sneaky, which I, I'm sorry about. Well, now. it's OK. I don't know if you knew that, but I, I definitely probably read all those. Thanks. So Thank sorry. you. Thank you. Thank you, brother. No, I know for a fact that while I was away at college, someone brought my old journal out for the whole family to read at dinner. But after once you go to college, it's like statute I know. of limitations. And when I got over. upset about it, mom was like, well, you left it. I, it was just in the, the room and yeah, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you. And, and you know what? That's where it is. That's why Should've it was. Lock, kept that little lock was, locked. It was in cold storage. That's Ooh. where it was. Well. Cold, deep storage. But no, I didn't have any of my high school ones because um, I think I got rid of them because they were a little bit too dark. And I was like, I don't need to hold on to this. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's just let's yeah just we keep, keep it clean. light yeah we keep, keep it, clean. it light I'm, I'm i am nervous about this so luckily we have dave david i call him dave because we're best friends now but totally. david will be calling in here and guiding us through this process because we're hopefully we'll learn a little something about each other that we never knew true because i don't recall those journal entries emily i don't they're not in my brain embedded unfortunately maybe because no. i was so so long ago but i know ones i've read i was you know for a 12 year old boy Somewhat in tune. Wow. But not really. It's a lot of video games in here, but we got a couple choice tidbits in here. <laughs> I can't wait. I did open up my journal, but the the, the poetry book I have not opened oh, yet. God. One glance. I'm not looking forward should to I just, that. Should I just give a little tease? Because we're going to get to it. Because I'm going to open to a random, oh. and there's quite a few. This wasn't, I wasn't doing this on my own. It was for creative writing too. Oh. Okay. I took College all the creative or high school? Writing. College. Okay. I love creative writing. I'm a creative writer, Emily. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm an, an author. Yeah, I'm well aware. Oh my god! I can't. What? Oh, do it. Or do, do you want me to uh, read it? Is this called <laughs> Gluttonous Maximus? Oh, oh shit! No, do I it. can't. Do you want me to I'm, do it? No, give it I'm, to me. Oh god. Okay. Oh god, Jeff, just give it to me. I can't. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't. All right. No. Oh. Jeff, do okay, it. Okay. All right. Do it. Okay, Gluteus Maximus. <laughs> I'm cut. I'm bleeding. I'm lacerated. Let me drop it for you. Five days platter full of batter from my good Orion comes the psycho fudge, the kind that stick to your ribs. It lost nothing, huh? Quit fibbing. Look at some shake, a pocket full of change. Each clang banging. This has got like every trope in it. Until they're nothing left to clang, bang, or drop. What does this mean? So fly me to the moon where me and Frankie both sit waiting for a single malt and a couple ladies to croon while all or gluttonous guck floats upward. Wow. (sighs) Wow. I. Oh, wait. I think. (laughs) Is there more? Is there another stanza? Wait, I think. Nip and tuck me while I seep into a bowl of acid wash while it sands me (laughs) under skin. The slow peel yields a nutty glow. Not unlike, oh wait, maybe that was a different one. Anyway, that is a, that is a tasty bit. I know. Oh, it's okay, Jeff. Give me that right now. I I don't want that anywhere near you. Listen, I also wrote songs in college, too, for the band. So maybe those were lyrics for a really cool Beck-like song. Well, that's just a little taste. We'll get deeper into this. I am beat red right now. I do not feel good. I am sick to my stomach. 
I don't like this feeling, but right. this is the whole point, right? This oh. is this is progress, Emily. Pushing it out. Evolution. Exactly. Purging in order to receive more. Indeed. Opening the pores of your mind. Wait, let me write that down in my comments. I know, I know. Get Opening the pores of your mind. Ooh, Suck that's it down. Pretty good. Very good. Excellent. But Jeff, how was your week this week? I, what god damn it. I'm mean, oh, not sorry. ready and I have something <laughs> special. Okay. All right. How was your week? Tender kitties oh, this week. <laughs> Tell me how was your week, little kitties? <laughs> this week, how was your week? Oh, oh. oh milk. <laughs> so that version of that song, dedicated to the tender kitties of one of our listeners, was from Patty. We love you, Patty. Yeah. Your show rocks. I don't know how else to bow down to you since I have a request. Can you alter how was your week this week to tender kitties? <laughs> My lovely cats, Miss Cleo and Charlie Tuna, love your show. And a shout out would make their day. Smoochies. Wow. So, yeah, I, I jazzed up that tune. Hey, the cats ask, you shall answer. Please do not ask me to do any music. No, I know, right? I now, will do them. You've opened up the floodgates. Oh, that was so much fun, though, oh, right? It was. I love that we have cat fans. And, and who would have thought that that version with Tender Kitties is even creepier than Tender oh, Mama? It's really very creepy, but I enjoy it. And I like the... Uh, the end? Yeah, it's great. Really Excellent denouement. Yeah, denouement is great. So how was my week this week? Well, in real time, we celebrated Thanksgiving. That is true. We did. Uh, I had my in-laws over and we had a small dinner at noon. And then I went over to mom and dad's where you guys were there. Our small little family unit. Nobody else. Yes. Kept it tight. Kept it tight. And we had a nice time. It was a really nice time. It was nice. We had a nice time. And that was like, you know, the mad rush to the finish line of Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. was preceded by Good Morning America twice. Crew in my house at 4 45 a.m. Two days in a row. It was exhausting. And I mean, I'm happy it's over. Em. We yeah. had a nice time. And then Friday, it collapsed. I did nothing. That's great. But we had all these launches for Marl Provisions, right? We relaunched the Jardinera, which came out, and then the Beef Box for Black Friday. So that took work. You know what I mean? Main- maintaining it. Mm-hmm. So I really feel like I didn't get a day off till Saturday, which was yesterday. So did you do nothing yesterday? I did nothing up until... Uh, no, I did stuff. Yeah, I did a live and all yeah. that. I can't stop, mm. you know? I recorded a little bit. So that was my week. I'm glad it's Sunday. Yeah. Um, Whenever day it is, you're listening at home. But I hate Mondays. Yeah. I'm just like those tender kitties. Yeah, I know. Mondays, Garfield. I I hate Mondays. Garfield doesn't know. Listen. (laughs) Tender kitties. This week. Wow. I like this part. That's not sexy. This sounds. To kitties, this week, how was you? And that's the question to you. Yes, I want some milk. Yeah, you're getting milk, big Very boy. Very David Hunchins. Yeah, it was. Well, that's the whole goal with I know. that one. Well, it works. That it, whole series, if you will. It translates. Tender Mama series. Indeed. How was your week this week? I mean, I mean it's like the same thing, I know. Right? It's like prepping for Thanksgiving or actually so essentially watching Mike bake all day, the day pre-Thanksgiving. Yeah, his rolls were very good. He made Parker House rolls and he made my favorite pie of the season, which was a pecan pie. It was the best of all the pies I tasted. Yeah, it was really, really I'm not good. even just saying that. It was very very well balanced, good ratios. Yeah, 
Yeah, he does good. But he does any, good work. I know he does. So while he did that, I, you know, would go in and do the dishes and drink wine. Look at Emily. Yeah. So what I was I'm a, I'm a very housewife. supportive. Ugh. I'm just gonna sit here and smoke my long cigarettes and drink my wine. No, I don't. <laughs> it's just there was nothing else I could do. I asked him, I was like, what can I do to help? And yeah, he's like, nothing. Exactly. Exactly. What am I gonna do? Help measure out some flour? Yeah. It's a it's a pretty solitary process, baking, right? I know. You got to keep an eye on all the quantities. Exactly. Which are, it's all about precision and weight, Emily. And if you muck it up with your heavy hands. I know. Your sausage fingers. They're not, I'm pretty slender. I got sausage fingers. I do not have sausage fingers. They are probably the most slender things on my body. Okay. Anyway, well, I'm like, not going to, I'm, I'm not even going to look at I've been you told right I now have, and give you a once over. I have a nice, be I, I've been told I have nice hands. That's nice. Yeah, right? It's important. Soft. It's underrated. Gotta keep I'm, them My nail beds are long. Ugh. But yeah, Thanksgiving was a good time. We almost started out with a bang. Yeah, we almost lost dad. Dad did fall. <laughs> he did. The chair slipped. It had nothing to do with anything. Yeah, he did not. He took it like a champ. It, w- it was literally the second we walked into the the, the, the condo when you guys ate and everything. <laughs> so it was true. done. We came over for drinks and dessert after hosting my in-laws. And it was like literally walked through the door. And, and, and he took a dip. He took it. But a little he's bit. Fine. He landed on carpet. He took it like a champ. I don't want to sit here and paint too bad. You have it written down, Emily. It's the only reason I bring it. I'm so sorry. Oh. Sorry. Dad, we love you. Know. We know you're listening. My dad is a, a musk ox of a man. He and is. he took it like a TD champ. Okay? You know, but just, that's just how we do. Yeah. Like, we, it's never... It's there, never clear cut. We always have at least like one sort of fall yeah, or a break. A break. There's a, a something happens. That, yeah. You know, I, it's always something so, like that for all families. So listen, we're human. Our parents fall like your parents fall down. I, I fall down. I'm, You're I'm very clumsy. Down. It was timed well. <laughs> it was timed perfectly. I mean, I came with a bottle of uh, good tequila. Yeah, you And I did. couldn't get that thing open quick enough. I'll nope. tell you that much. <laughs> I was like, give daddy his tummy mint. Oh. I need that was me, Daddy. Oh, your daddy. Uh, weird. Daddy, daddy, tender daddy. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the next one. Well, we gotta do a dad episode. I'm telling you. Yeah, we he will. He deserves it after that. After that. After you revealed that he fell. Yeah. He was totally normal. He, he just, was. He it just was he bounced slid. right back. Yeah. It was something with there was misplacement of the cushion and Yeah, the cushion was off. It was a slide, it you was... know, the table was elongated, <laughs> so it wasn't on the rug, the chair. It wasn't in his spot. It wasn't in his spot. Yeah, and, and whose was... fault is that? Moms. Exactly. All right. What do you want for breakfast? I want pancakes. So, you know, and I'm blaming it on mom. Sorry, mom. You're sorry, di- mom. Sorry, mom. Uh, there was a moment in time in Thanksgiving where all the guys were out on the balcony and Mike was out there with you. And I was like, so how'd that go? He's like, oh, your family likes to uh, freestyle rap, huh? Oh, yeah. We love yeah. to freestyle rap. It's like a pastime. <laughs> I've been freestyle rapping for a very long you time. And, you decades. and Frank have been doing it, I think, what, since the Fat Boys. Yeah, we love beatboxing and freestyling. So mm-hmm. does my nephew, Frankie. Who's, he's very good. And he's very, very good. Uh, Frank is not very good. Frank but does, Frank's a good beatboxer. Like a, that's, no, he, I'm a terrible one. Was that your beatboxing? That, no. I don't, I, that's, don't even do it again. I'm not even going to beatbox for you. I'm a decent, but Frank's a better beatboxer. Yeah. Like together, me and Frank trade right, little Frankie, mm-hmm. who's 15, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, he's not 16 yet. No, he's 15. He's 15, and he's just a tremendous rapper with a gift for rhyme in, uh, you know, slaying bars. So that's what we did. And Mikey got to see peek behind the creative know, curtain right? of what we do. We're we're that crazy. Hey, we are wild. We're and wild. Real. We're literally in a you know sixty five and over 
a condo building <laughs> rapping on the balcony. Who, hey. Whoever was in earshot was oh, wow. having an that, interesting show. That doesn't happen every day at good old, old River, Woods. River Woods. So, Jeff, the best thing you made. I know it's kind of weird with Thanksgiving. I don't know. If you don't want to talk about it. If okay, you're can, I, can I be honest with you? And I'm, this is not a gratuitous plug. What? I got nervous, right? Because the batch of beef came out. And I've tested like four or five batches of the Marl Provisions mm-hmm. Prime Ooh, Italian beef. Really and this one, we, this one was the last one, and we shipped it out, and I okayed it. And then I get the beef, and I was actually nervous. I was like, oh, my God, what if this batch doesn't taste great? Mm-hmm. So I, I simmered the gravy, and I added the beef. And I opened the beef. I'm like, oh, my God, this doesn't feel like any other beef I've ever had, right? And you steep it for like a minute. That's yeah. it. And I made a beef sandwich using the rolls we provide, right? Mm-hmm. Just to test everything out, Emily. Yeah, yeah you got to test. I ate it for two days. Oh. It was so good. First of all, I was nervous, right? I couldn't sleep because yeah. oh, I needed no. I'd get up and eat beef. I mean, this is, these are my stresses <laughs> in life, right? But the whole f- operation would have crumbled if yeah. the beef was bad. Yeah, that's true. So the beef is great, Em. Oh, good. It melts in your mouth. It's so thin and marbled. And unlike most home beefs, if you've ever had it, it gets rubbery. It's like toothpick yeah. cut. You get that pull off the sandwich. You can't get a composed bite. This is gonzo. Teeth are not even necessary. That's the best thing I've had and made technically, this week. Wow, good stuff. I love the beef, Emily. I'm so proud of it. You have some to give to me? No, because all I was a test batch, and uh, I fed it to the boys yesterday. They wanted Jimmy Hans, Jaime Juan's. Uh, and you were like, no. No, I said, you will get the beef. And I made them all four, but I wrap it up nice. Oh. I made them cheesy beefs, though. Oh, I put a slice of American on the bottom. That's good. I they were like, give us more. I go, there's no more. It's prime beef. It's not choice, Emily. Prime. I want it. Levels high. I really want what it. What was the best thing you made or ate this week? Uh, you know, I don't know. Thanksgiving. Ugh, I don't know. I thought you had something different. We're not talking about Thanksgiving. It I know, ended with Dad's fall. Really? I don't ever bring up the fall again. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't make anything. It's been like a week of leftovers and I'm done. All that stuff. So, I yeah, smell sorry. I got for a nothing. I got nothing to give you other than mom's delicious mashed potatoes. Ooh, those so were good. good. You know what? I don't even think I had any. Oh, really? I only did one plate on Thanksgiving actually i didn't even go up for a second i was done i hardly ate on thanksgiving which you know made me feel okay about myself well in the spirit of mortified can i make a confession yes i catered thanksgiving when my in-laws came over turkey and sides and everything hey i don't no shame listen i catered okay but i did make a whole turkey for oh, you yes, guys you did. and gravy and two quarts of gravy that is true you did and it was so delish. while i ate my dinner was catered mm-hmm. i provided the bird in the gravy for you guys, which mm-hmm. I eventually tasted and everything. But so I did cook and it took a lot still. You know, you got to mm-hmm. make a turkey. It's not easy. Yeah. Um, um, what's she doing up there? My oh, wife Lord. vacuums. How many times a day? Ask me, Emily. How many times a day does your wife vacuum? I'm not even exaggerating. Nine. Wow. That's she's, a- it's amazing. We have floors left. Is she it pulls like a- that cordless Dyson out and she's constantly. She's like the ro- the cleaning robot in Wally that just oh. follows <laughs> Wally everywhere. You know, and. Oh. Did you ever see that? I, I've actually oh, never seen Wally. Wally's the best movie. Or, or like I always think of Magda from There's Something About Mary when she takes the, the drugs. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then she's right. spastically mm-hmm. vacuuming the couch. Yeah, that's so hot. Yeah, so hot. Um, but yeah. So what else do you want to talk about? I then? don't know. What are you watching? That's what, what I want to talk about. What are you watching this week? What am I watching this yeah, week? Yeah, what are you watching? I think everything. Wow. I swear to God, I watched everything this week. Holden Emily, huh? Well, since the last time we talked, we finished Kingdom, which is unbelievable. I know it's gaining some trash on the ints because people are posting about it. Even though the show ended three years ago, people are clamoring for a redo. 
uh, revamp. Uh, a revamp or a re- like an order. additional An additional. Season. I'm just saying yeah, words now. I know, Emily. obviously. Okay. Come on, know the lingo. And I think it deservedly so needs another season, another three seasons. It's unbelievable cast. I know we talked about it. Yeah. Things got heated on Thanksgiving. A little bit. A little bit because of Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Michael does not want to see Kingdom. All you do is want to watch Kingdom. Are you watching it yet? I haven't. I'm still I'm still holding out. Well, for you got to. No, okay. If, I'm going to give him one him. more chance. And then if not, then I'm watching stubborn, it on my own. I don't like it. It's okay. Okay. It's fine. All I don't relationships have, to... have issues. Oh, this, wow. is our, this is our issue, apparently. This is your biggest issue right now. And tell him, I am going to battle rap him with freestyle raps wow. if he does not watch Kingdom. I'm calling his ass out Okay. to a battle rap on the balcony, bitch. Oh, wow. Do you hear me? Watch Kingdom, bitch boy. Oh, don't tell I'm him kidding. that. The show is that good, and we just want yeah. to share. I know. I just want to discuss, stuff. but it's, I'll get there. I'll, I'll watch it eventually with or without him. Here, I'm going to say something. What? Best thing I've watched in the last three years. Oh, my God. That's a bold, bold statement. Best show. Okay, gotcha. Okay, if not during quarantine, maybe during quarantine. Best acting, some funky plot things. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I think there's some elements that were rushed because maybe they knew they were getting canceled, and that's mm. not easy for writers, you know, and actors. But I think they buttoned it up super. Not it, it's crazy. Watch it. The, the The cast was unbelievable, and yeah, Sarah heard shouts from the toilet one morning. I think last week, the morning after we finished Kingdom, mm-hmm. and I was heartbroken. Yeah, for many reasons. And I did a post on my Instagram stories, and I tagged the actors, and I got a video, direct message from Jonathan Tucker. Oh, my God. What did he say? Uh, who plays Jay Kulina. Big fan. Love your sandwiches. Love the cooking <gasps> stuff. Well, one oh day we God. can eat a sandwich. That's a but guess what? Grail. What? It disappears after you watch it, this video. You can, wait, why was it an Insta You press story? it once and it's done. No, oh. you know what I mean? Like it's a private video message. Damn. So I could be lying. Oh, you could be. You, you've been known to lie about these sort of things. I lie all the time, Emily, but not in my journal, which we're going to be cracking oh, yes. open soon. Very soon. Nothing but get the truth. So you guys ready. get ready. That's a tease. Barf. Watching that. Start of the flight attendant. Isn't it so good? I there. love it. Oh, it's so good. We're like it's, two it's, in. A, it's a fun, fun ride. Also, a movie. How about a movie? Emily? Okay, what movie? On the Rocks, directed by Sofia Coppola, starring oh. Bill Murray. And Rashida Jones. Yes. Great, typical Sofia Coppola style I movie do like about her. a great relationship between a, a daughter and her father, who's played by Bill Murray, who's the like yeah. probably one of the more likable Bill Murray performances, which is in a sea of likable Bill Murray performances. This one's pretty up there. Oh, really? You okay. want him to be your daddy. And then the end, you know, everybody's got, again, everybody's got. Fault them. Yeah, Every everyone does. Yeah. Don't beat yourself up about it. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> like okay, I'll put Frank that on the Grillo list. Beats up the life. All right, weirdo. Hey. Emily, what are you watching? How about I just, I don't have it queued up. I'm just going to make you up a, a what oh, are you watching wow. song. I, this is great. Um, this is the first time on Come On Over. Alive. I'm watching you. I'm watching you watch me. Okay. So what are you watching this week? I'm seeing you, seeing me from the inside. So, the TV so screen tender. and it's a coming for you. The remote, it's coming for me. <laughs> okay. We're not done yet. I'm getting the thing. All right, no, Jeff, well, it's too long. What are you watching this week? All right. That was... What are you Shut watching up. this week? Oh, you're 
watching me. Oh, God. I miss you, Kingdom. Oh, God, Never Jeffrey. forget. Hashtag bring Kingdom back. Please, Netflix, let's oh. bring it back. Because we'll never love. All right, Je- stop. What happened to Jacqueline? Jeffrey. Enough. Can, we, good, can I propose something before you get into the 93 shows you watched this week? Yes. And which half of them are garbage, I can already tell. No. Well, before we get into that, can we do an can we do a musical episode? I, Nobody's done it, I don't think. I well, okay. It's we, a lot we have of work. to figure out how to structure this, like where we sing everything that we do. Yeah. Okay. I'm thinking uh, about it. All right, let's. let's all right. So we'll, what are you we'll watching this week? Um. um well, I watched the flight attendant burn through those three episodes. There's three more to go. Can't wait. It is a fun ride. Hot mess express. She's a hot mess Yeah, it's so fun to watch, and she's so funny and engaging, and it's such like a fun mystery and cat and mouse. I really enjoy it. We stopped it at the interview with the agents or whatever. Watch watch it, people. It's great. Um, I've been re-watching Dawson's Creek. You are horrible. Which is probably probably the fourth or fifth time I've seen it all the way through. horrible taste. And I don't know. It's really, especially going through old journals, it's really taking me through a head trip of journeys of the past. Ooh, wow. Way to, um, you know, um, reinforce, if you will. Reverberate this journal. Yes, just This journal exploration. Exactly, because I was about the same age as those kids. My friends, you know, Joey, Casey, Dawson. It, it can't rest. be good. It is good. I hate network. Jen. I hate TV. Back in the day, you know what? It pushed some limits back in the day, and they do talk incredibly verbose. You say, I'm verbose, these people. It's like an Aaron Sorkin yes, show. Kind, yeah. Ugh, hate it. Oh, stop it. And then there's also this show called Never Have I Ever on Netflix, which is another teenage show, but more of a comedy. Um, Mindy Kaling is the executive producer, and it's based off of her experience in high school. Oh, boy. And it is... Hilarious and heartwarming and takes a different angle in the whole teenage comedy uh, genre. And I suggest everyone watch it. Okay. Yeah, it's very, I, you would like it, Never Jeff. have I ever. All right. Never I have I something. ever. Yeah, it's good. There's so many things going on. I'm also watching The Boys, too, which I started. Really? Yeah, I'm on the second season. I like it. It's good. It's a real dark take on the superhero uh, you know, genre, if you will. I like it. Great acting. Whatever. If you like it. You know, hey, you win. You win, yeah. All right, we have a very special guest joining us right now. He is a writer, a producer, a podcast host, uh, a legend in the podcast community for for many years now, a trailblazer, if you will, uh, an author too. Uh, <laughs> he's he's done it all, and a game maker. So I don't know what the uh, p- proper title of that is. Um, a game engineer. Uh, please welcome to come on over a our first real non-family member exactly big neighborhood guest yeah mr dave nadelberg don't clap too Thank loud emily because i know i'm gonna sorry. ruin the slate i thought you were gonna have a, an uh, applause i would sound. I, I i you know usually i write songs uh for our guests but you're just too distinguished david welcome I can sing a song if you guys would like. Three, uh-huh. two, one, go. And this is Dave on the Jeff and Emily show that's not called the Jeff and Emily show. Ooh, I like it. Wow. I didn't know you were going that key. That was a bold choice. Yeah, it was Jeff. D, was, D minor? Was, yeah. Saddest of all keys. I, I told my girlfriend yesterday that I don't really know what her singing voice is because she only like does like goofy little songs in the car kind of thing. And I was like, I really just want to hear you go for it. So did so, she go for it? I mean, how did you set this up? Do you play a YouTube karaoke track and let her rip? <laughs> I, 
She said in due time. She said in due time. Oh. I think we're currently at the phase of the relationship where we're auditioning songs. So if you have any to throw out. And she didn't grow up in America, so like everything's new to her. So it's oh, really? Like, where did she grow up? Turkey. Oh, my heavens. Wow, exotic, Dave. But Dave, I have the same problem with my boyfriend. He won't sing for me either. We've talked about this on yes, the podcast. And I know he's got a good voice and he won't do it. He won't sing in the car with me. That's our other what, problem. What do you want him to sing? Um, anything like Beatles, Stones, um, you know, Sublime, uh, you know, anything. I tell you both something what? as a gifted uh, songs, song, song master, <laughs> yeah. songwriter, yeah. me, self-proclaimed. You cannot make people sing. It's, it's got to come out naturally. You I'm know that, Dave, that. right? I mean, your your girlfriend is probably, when, when it comes out, it's probably going to make the angels cry. Part the heavens. You just got to wait, though. Wait, isn't that a song? Like a, an 80s metal ballad? <laughs> when the, when the a- angels cry? When the... A- I, yeah. I think that's by White Lion. <laughs> Yeah, Am I right? It's, a, it's definitely one of the bands with white in the name. It's exactly. Great white, White Snake, White Lion. It's an animal. Or Lion, or lion Snake. Oh, my God. Lion Snake was the Ooh, best White God. Snake and White Lion cover band. And white Steed. White Steed. Ooh, that was the oh. cover band of the cover band. Yeah, It's never so been good. done before. Oh, my heaven. So one more question about this. I just want to know, what would your ideal song that your girlfriend would sing? This is a good question. Um, I think I would... Gosh, it's going to have to be a, a White Lion song, yeah. I guess. It's going to be Wait by White children Lion. When the children cry, let them know. That was the White Lion song. Remember, it was the saddest video, I Black know. and White. He was on a swing. I remember these uh, days. <laughs> I guess still fresh in my brain. It was really- All right. We're not here to talk about what we wish our significant others Thanks. would sing. <laughs> uh, we are here to talk about our journal entries, right? I'll tell my audience really quick you know, the genesis of mortified sure. and what you guys do so for 17 which is a crazy number to think about uh for me uh years i've been doing this project called mortified where uh we do stage shows all around the world that's mostly what we're known for but we also from that do podcasts and tv projects and books and now we just released a game and it's all devoted to people sharing their most embarrassing childhood uh memories typically Uh, They're sharing their childhood journals, like reading aloud their diary entries from when they were like 10 or 15 and thought they were geniuses and they wrote some epic, epic stuff. uh, And then they share that with total strangers. And so, yeah. And so the Mortified podcast uh, is often recordings of people all around the world uh, at our state shows. We all got the stories, right? No matter what culture or line of work, we were all awkward little children once. Teenagers, right? So awkward. As they say, I don't even think tween existed. No, it didn't. We didn't have a name. We were just, you know, weird looking kids. Now we talked about this at the top uh, that it it was, it was so serendipitous because Emily was talking to you and I swear to God, the same hour that that was occurring, I happened to be pulling out the Christmas decorations and I stumbled upon, you know, that box that we've all, put away for probably good reason that I was like, ah, oh, let me see. This might be good material. And lo and behold, my journal. Wow. For a 12-year-old boy to have a journal, I think is pretty rare. Do you see any of this? Interestingly, there are gender, there are breakdowns like with like what people write, what they tend to write, and that I think goes by gender, by sexual orientation, even ethnicity. But yes, you are not a 
super unicorn, but you're close to it. Uh, (laughs) There is not a lot of straight boys who are age 12 with journals. That is... um, that is harder for us to find. We typically would find, maybe you wrote song lyrics, or maybe you drew comic strips, or uh-huh. maybe you wrote like sci-fi at that age or in that category. So Yeah, I can. and I think the only reason I have this is because I was in, and it says it's on the cover, and we'll post this on comeonover.com in the show notes, uh, some of the doodles, which, which are ample, probably more doodles than anything. On the cover, it's from my young actors class, which was an acting class I took in mm-hmm. sixth grade probably. So, you know. They're getting us to tap into the motions to be That's better great. actors. Isn't that great? Very woke. Yeah. I'm I mean, very woke. I told you, Em. I, yeah, you are the wokest, I know. Journaling requires a discipline, but I, I feel that one thing that's interesting is a lot of kids often in their journal entries write, Dear Diary, sorry I haven't written in a while. I have so own. many of those that I found. And it's such a weird, who are you apologizing to? It's it's just a healthy exercise, even if you do it once a year. I'm not a journaler in the traditional sense. I sort of do it sporadically, and I usually draw as part of my journals. But, you know, I think it's just a really healthy thing to sort of get your thoughts out of your head and onto a sheet of paper. Uh, and I wish more kids were encouraged to do that. That's nice. And, and if we take anything away from this, I think I'm going to encourage Lorenzo. I have a 12-year-old boy, which is... This is why this resonates oh, so much because wow. oh, my, yeah. my son is the same age. Even make that connection. And I couldn't even imagine him pulling this off. And I'm going to tell you something, too. If you saw my son's penmanship, I mean, it is like he draws it with a crayon and a fist. Oh, you know God. what I mean? Like that move. Mm-hmm. I mean, my penmanship is not great, but it's a really nice script. It's yeah. cursive. Yeah, mine's not bad either. I mean, just... this, this dates me even more. You oh, should man. just give him a sheet of paper or even computer uh, and just say, look, there's only one rule. You have to write and you can't stop writing. Don't think about anything. Just sort of vomit on the page for five minutes like because usually like the first minute or two is like resistance but then at some point you just start channeling like something that you care about and you know it winds up being interesting for people to go back to later i think that's great advice anybody out there there's nothing you know it's like seeing a therapist like nobody's beyond you know talking about stuff or getting stuff on paper Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, so are you going to lead us in this? Yeah. Uh, you, you just take it away, Dave, because I got my journal in front of me here. We were kind of talking about how you both grew up together. Therefore, you seemingly know uh, so much about each other as brother and sister duo. But what's something that I've learned over the years is that the diaries, they can be like tea leaves, you know, like reading them. It's like they reveal a whole bunch of patterns and all that kind of stuff. So what I'd love for you to do <laughs> is for each of you to read let's say three diary entries, something like that. And at the end, I'd love for the other to just hear that and say what you've learned about the other person that surprised you. And it doesn't have to be exact like, oh, I didn't know that you did this on this day. It's not so much about the events. It's more listening for the patterns Hmm. that might emerge. Um, So you basically get to put on your little therapist hat and diagnose your sibling. Fun. This is fun indeed. You've got to assume, right, since I am somewhat of a unicorn in the journaling world, my (laughs) entries are not going to be even near as profound as my sister's entries or emotional or, dare I say, dramatic. Like, I do have some doozies. Especially later, it's when I started uh, discovering the uh, opposite sex. So this th- that should be interesting. But I mean, sure. it's not about the stories in here. It's about the patterns that we need to pick up. It's not about the stories. It's just about like if you pick three entries that you have a strong visceral reaction to. Ideally, in the case of Mortified, we love things that embarrass you. But it doesn't have to be that. What you'll find, I find, is that even if you were a kid who withheld stuff when you wrote back in the day, even that has information that you can like 
use to like learn about yourself. Wow. And so you can kind of read between the lines on certain things. And that that kind of makes it just as interesting. Like, hey, this is the day like, you know, grandpa died, but you didn't even write about that. You wrote about your baseball game. Like, what does that mean? You know, <laughs> you're cold. Yeah. You're, gr- grandpa, grandpa was an asshole, probably. Am I right? <laughs> Rest in peace. That, but it also could mean. <laughs> You know, like you were terrified of of death. It could mean a, it could mean a whole bunch of things. Well, I can tell you from my journal entries, I'm I'm pretty clear about my feelings here. <laughs> There's yeah. not much between the lines stuff. I really like TurboGrafx 16. I talked That's about TurboGrafx like. 16 Ooh. in mine too. You know, Dave, we were always uh, adopters of the uh, you know uh, the less popular systems in uh, you know consoles here in this house. All the ones that failed. What does that, that tell is the you? Greatest video I, game system. I never even saw it in person. It was just such an exciting thing, like to know that it was in the Toys R Us catalog, TurboGrafx yep. 16. But I never even saw it in person. It's it's a mythical game system. Well, you me. should have been in the Morrow House as a kid because wow. we supported it. Nobody else did. No one did. <laughs> and the Atari Lynx. Oh. Which I do have some journal entries about the Atari Lynx, if you remember, was wow. the, the the first full color uh portable gaming handheld system. But we're not here to talk about things. No. So we're gonna talk about this. So we're just gonna Take it away. Yeah. Dave? Yes. I think it'd be fun if Emily, arbitrarily starting with Emily, read aloud a small handful of entries. And then I'd love for you to think about, like, at the end, like, have you learned anything, Jeff, that you didn't realize you would learn about your sister? Of course. I can't wait. Wow. Okay. Oh, Lord. This is so hard. Okay. So this is from, I was 11, my 11-year-old diary. So here we go. Dear Diary, I'm sorry I haven't written in you for a long time. Meanwhile, I've had a major crush on a very cute boy. His name is Macaulay Culkin, and he is very famous. He has such a great-looking face and great hair. Every time I see him on TV, I stare at him and sigh, hoping that someday he will kiss me just like he kissed Anna Chalemsky in My Girl. (laughs) I'd do almost anything to meet him. I think I'll write a letter to him. If you have any ideas for him to meet me, tell me. Emily. So uh, apparently I like to ask my diary for advice. Um, this is how many months later? This is all in chronological order, by the way. Oh, my God. We're jumping almost a year. Okay. Has anything happened in your life in that year? Of, Nothing of, substantial. Just. I think Home Alone 2 came out and it was probably. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So. Dear Diary, it's me, Emily. I'm sorry I haven't written in you since four months ago. I've already started school, and Michael and Macaulay are out, and Clint is in. Oh, Oh, God. Now that I look at Michael and Macaulay, they seem uglier, but Clint is so hot, 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 even if he's shorter than me. He sits right across from me at school, and we always talk. We have so much in common, and he's so nice to me. He's about four foot eight. And 75 pounds. He has a few freckles on his face and is one of the most popular guys in fifth grade. Clint is also very strong. I could tell by the way he does push-ups. Oh my God, he is so awesome and hot. I can't contain myself. No matter what, I'm saving my first kiss for him. But I think he only likes me as a friend because he even said so. I know he likes Katie Lemley, which drives me crazy. I'd do almost anything to make him like me. Anything. <laughs> and that's when I, uh, all caps, when I get loud, FYI. But I'm just not that girl that boys like as a girlfriend, and it drives me mad. 
So dear, dear diary, wish me luck with Clint and pray that he likes me. Can I ask, how did you know he was 75 pounds? Yeah, what's going on? You eye-weighing people? I guess so. Man. (laughs) So many questions. I was very perceptive, apparently. Okay. So here we go. Last one in the saga. Dear diary, Clint is back and I'm happy, but he still likes Katie. It isn't fair. She only goes out with him so she could be even more popular than she already is. He just came to her and she didn't even have to work for it. Well, I still am. He doesn't like me because I'm not as gorgeous as her and I'm 40 pounds overweight. Oh. It's just like Beauty and the Beast, but I'm oh. but I'm the beast. Will he ever notice that I have feelings for him? Could he like a girl who is not as attractive as Katie? Will he ever find it in his heart to have feelings for me like I have feelings for him? Well, my dearest diary, pray that I will get an answer. Barf. Barf. Jeff, stop it. Just 40 pounds. I know. Just 40 pounds. I don't know. Okay, first of all, can I interrupt here? There's no way you're 40 pounds overweight I, I in know. fifth grade. I don't know what I... I mean, we were chubby, but Dave, I swear, she's not... Obviously, <laughs> Clint weighed probably 120. She's just... She's over-exaggerating people's weights in this journal. That's that's the common thread I'm picking up on. What, I got you pegged. What scared me, by the way, at first was when you were into Macaulay Culkin, and then you switched to Michael, I was like, oh, maybe she has a crush on Michael Jackson. Ooh. And then you went no. to Clint, and I was like, oh, she likes Clint Eastwood? No. At- <laughs> I, 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 I was reaching for more <laughs> of the, the tri- stuff that the was The holy trinity my- of crushes yeah. right there. No, I was going for what was more in my grasp, like real people, I guess. I I, cha- I became more realistic in my uh, endeavors. For Michael men. was a classmate, not a celebrity. Yes, okay. correct. Yes, Michael was not um, Michael Jackson. Oof. But FYI, just so you know, Oof. Katie Lemley, who I talk about, is one of my best friends That's in true. the entire world. So, Yeah. That's so. Yeah, those can, are my entries. Can, can we play a little bit of Diary Roulette by any chance? Which is a game where you just open up your page, open up the page to any entry, and just I'd love to hear like two entries. I think your brother would too. I would love it. Okay, two. So All I, right. I'm watching you. This better be legit roulette. You Don't could be jump through time. You could jump through whatever. Okay. All right. I'm What's going that? to the eight-year-old journal. Oh my god. Good. Okay. Dear diary, today was my kids' party. It was fun. Katie was kind of mean, but afterwards she was nice. I don't know why Jeff didn't imitate George Bush. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff was known for his impression impression of Dana Carvey doing doing George George Bush. Bush. I learned that in acting class, evidently. That's good. Katie Lemley, I assume, too. No, that was another Kate. That was different. This is just running through Kate's. I know, right? Okay. Um, Should I do another one? Yeah. Okay. Why? Just roulette it, dude. I know, I know. This is so hard. All right. Dear Diary, why do I have to have a little bratty sister like Dana? She always gets me in trouble. Mom yelled at me because of Dana. It really hurt. Emily. Wow. Wow. But that was, I bet, the cathartic to little eight-year-old Emily. Yes. She probably felt a lot better after that journal entry. I know. It was very, very hard indeed. All right. And I'll go back and, or is that enough or should I? Oh, let's try one. This is, these are short, so this is fun. So I know. I, this I is. Let's try one or two more. Come on. All <laughs> right. So, you're so green at this journaling. Okay. Five, okay. four, three, two, well, go. All right. Dear Diary, today is my golden birthday. Oh, huge. It was great. I got two cool shirts. Jazz tap shoes, bubble bath, and a thing that puts powder on people, two barrettes, and a pink headband. Jeff gave me 10 bucks, which I totally need. 
Today was so much fun too. My whole family got along. It was great. <laughs> that's a that's a miracle. That was a miracle unto itself. I'm glad you recorded the one day that happened. I know, right? That we all got along. No, that's special. I love how I, I'm throwing you ten bucks too. I like know, an, right? Like an old uncle. <laughs> hey, take this kid. Here's ten bucks. Thanks, brother Jeff. But yeah, what's the inflation on that? What was ten bucks then? That was what in, year was that? I'm gonna look that, that up. That was ninety three. Ten dollars in 1993. Oh, that's $18 today. Wow. Thanks. Mm, thanks, Big Jeff. money. Very generous. That was, that was before I was an international television star, I know. Too, it was Emily. a basic cable. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. Daytime um, Emmy nominee. So what I noticed, Emily, about, about your entries, yes, which I kind of always knew, is that you were always so romantic and you wanted a relationship. You wanted love. Yeah. Much like all these movies, you wanted that first kiss and that's where it starts, but you also wanted, and this carried out through your adulthood. <laughs> Very till true. now, Till pretty much like your first serious boyfriend as an adult is, is your current live-in boyfriend, Michael Savage Collins. Yes. But up to Michael, it was... No, it was rough. I if, went through the ringer. You did. some real ass hats. And it started when you were eight, it's, it obviously. It was traumatic since I was a child, which is... You're surrounded by love, and you deserve love. Oh, God. But maybe the love you didn't need was in the package of a, a boyfriend only. You know, it started early. I it think did. it was from too, too much movies and television. Oh, a thousand percent. I watched way too much television and movies and wanted all the good things that happened to them play out for me. But instead, my entire romantic existence was like a rom-com without a happy ending. Yeah, there wasn't yeah. even a, a, a middle. No, there's just... There was just the pining, the the wanting. Yeah. It was and unrequited. Very true. It, I, I went through a lot of heartache. Hey, look it. But <laughs> sometimes, you know, hey, tortoise in the hair, Emily. We talk hey, about it all the time. Slow and steady. Slow and steady. Well, in my journal entries here, I did record my first kiss. Which I will. Oh my god! I don't even know about this. I'm so excited. Expound on later, but I'm just gonna go with it, Dave. I'm feeling it. Okay. Yep. I'm gonna start yep. with my first journal entry to commemorate this, short and sweet. But January 10th, 1990. That is a day before my birthday. And guess what? I'm rock and roll, Dave. I'm not even doing dear diary. I oh, just wow. start. I just hit it. I hit the ground running here. You don't ask your diary nope. for advice. Zero. Okay. This is my first time having a diary or journal. I have one in school, but we only get 10 minutes to write in it. And you have to write about stupid things, and my teacher has to read it. School is okay. I have my court class, and I sometimes hate my teacher, Miss Brennicky, and she hates me. Today, we did nothing but work. At least I have one thing to wait for that's good after school is my acting class, which is really fun, and I enjoy it. We play a lot of games, and everyone is nice there, and only three boys, including me, and a lot of girls. Ooh. <laughs> Some my age, and the rest either younger or a year older. <laughs> what <laughs> puts things break? I'm, I have a session with age, like you do. Weight, Emily. I know, obviously. Everybody in my grade is 112 pounds. No, it's my favorite acting class yet. So it wasn't my first acting class. Oh. I started in third grade. Wow, started young. January 11th, Emily. It's your birthday. Yeah. Uh, did you journal on 1990 Jan January 11th? Oh my God. Today we didn't do anything special in school, but in social studies, Mr. Kobayashi came to the class. He was a, a foreign exchange teacher. Okay. From Japan. Mr. Kobayashi was awesome. And we watched a video of sumo wrestling. And the sumo wrestling was really funny. It was like a 300-pound guy tried to push another out of the ring. And after that, Mr. Kobayashi showed us a tape with Japanese TV shows, mostly superhero programs. But one program I'm always going to remember is the game show, which is called Conquer the Castle, which was uh, 
like most it? extreme elimination challenge. Oh, the oh, Japanese oh, version. Oh, where they like jump around yes. on, on things that oh, are buoyant. Oh my god, this changed my life. This that that moment changed my oh, life. Wow. I swear to God, it was the funniest thing I've ever seen on TV. So that's great. Right. That's when I discovered slapstick comedy, and it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. I do remember that day so vividly too. Wow. Laughing my ass off at that Japanese tape. Smuggled. A, a, a baby from Tokyo. was born. A baby was a comedy baby. And then I got now this one. Ooh, is it is it there's a rip at the bottom. It's only a half a page. January twenty second. Yesterday I saw a good movie. It was called Born on the Fourth of July. Oh wow, that's a little hard (laughs) for it. It's a little deep. No. I saw it we saw it at the theater too. Tom Cruise. Yeah, um, after post Vietnam. Vietnam. Yeah. It was about a man who got paralyzed after the war and had to go through life in a wheelchair. I give it the movie four stars. Now I do recall this page, and I do believe I know what was drawn under there. What it was, was a doodle it? of a man in a wheelchair and like an American flag. Yeah. Because that Tom Cruise's mm-hmm. character was in a wheelchair, but maybe I thought it was offensive, so I took it out of my own journal. Really? I don't think that I'm omitting young Jeff a lot. was that woke. You're damn you right I was. You censored yourself. I censored myself. Well, who else ripped that out of there? That was me. But I distinctly maybe. remember because I gave it rims and everything. I think I went a little too oh. carish, maybe. I censored myself. Wow. Do you think it was out of fear of being offensive, or do you think it was like, I am not proud of my drawing? I think it was probably a little bit of both. If, if I can drum up those feelings again, it was like I felt bad for the you know disabled people, I mm-hmm. think, and that I was making light of it. I was always very sensitive in that way, but I wish I would have put that down on the paper. Yeah. I wish I would have kept that drawing. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, woulda, shoulda, coulda. In the past, Jeff. It's in the past. January 24th hasn't gotten better. And I put the wrong year on there. It says 1989. Wow. Oh, this is a rough day. Oh, my God. I went back in time. I'm in the suckiest mood today. Keep on making all these stupid mistakes in math. Two C's and the rest B's. I'm really mad. If I don't raise all my grades, I will get something taken away. But if I raise my grades, I'll get $50. Bad day. Thumbs down. Pfft, raspberry drawing. Wow. Of my tongue going. Pfft. Oh, I see that. It's a bad day. Oh, God. Now they're all about. Wait, who's giving you $50? Mom and dad? Yeah, for getting good grades. I don't know. Jesus. Maybe one of our old uncles, right? Like I, I was giving you 10s. I'm throwing you 10s. Everybody's it's throwing. my birthday. It's like Donnie Brasco. You, I give you 10. You, you give me 10. <laughs> wow. All right. February 18th. You know when he gives them 500 and then. Lefty gives him the ask for it back. It's the best scene. February 18th, 1990. Today I went to my dad's dad's best friend's son's christening. I mean, that's like a... Oof. Wow. I can't even decipher that. <laughs> our uh, parents really dragged us to places. Oh, it was horrible. Oh. We went to so many wakes and funerals. Oh, it was like many. every weekend. It, it was pretty boring. It was okay, but I can't wait till we go skiing in Aspen, Colorado. Oh, it's the first time I went yeah. skiing. Dad brought us. And I got new TurboGrafx-16 stuff. The Turbo Stick, Turbo Pad, the Adapter... Packland and Final Lap Twin. My new games are really cool. Awesome Wednesday. So Emily, Turbo Graphics 16 was the like the third ugly stepsister of the 16-bit <laughs> video game systems. Way ahead of the pack was Super Nintendo and Genesis. Turbo Graphics was made by NEC. Uh, you know, it was, it was it was the people's champ. I like to say it really it was had it? great games, uh, great graphics, great sound. But it wasn't popular, so I was literally the only one with yeah. Turbo Graphics, so nobody to trade games with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I supported it all the way to the end, and it was like the first console that had a CD-ROM I attachment. I remember that it took that so I, long to load. It did, but it was so expensive when it came out, and then I got it on sale like three, four years after it came out. By that time, it was kind of outdated. Yeah, it was. You know, what are you gonna do? 
hey. you know, I'm, I support things. I'm, you know, I'm a supportive guy. Now I'm going to, I'm going to jump to 11, 29, 93. Okay. How old were you? 15. Right. High school. Right page. Well, it's been about a mere three years since I wrote in this. I am now 15, a sophomore, quote unquote, grown up and probably a foot taller. I'm basically in love with a girl named Megan. Oh. Friday, I went downtown with her and it was the best. <laughs> then that night she called me and asked what I was doing. So she came over with Meredith, her friend, and Matt's girlfriend, and Justin Witt. God, what a crew. We were all downstairs watching a movie. When the movie was over, we shut all the lights off and laughed. Megan and I were all, quote unquote, cuddled up. <laughs> and all of a sudden, we were going at it. <laughs> Fuck yeah, baby. <laughs> we, we talk on the phone every day and we are together. I really like her. I want to do something with Megan this weekend. I love this girl. You know what's the most telling thing here about this? That was my first kiss, which happened in sophomore year. So again, I never got, hey, I had the same feelings. I wanted the love too, but I didn't get it till. Oh. And this girl was like, you know, I kissed her twice and that was it. That's what we were going at it. We just made out. It was like my first kiss with the tongue skis. You know what I'm talking uh, about? Yeah, French yeah. No, style. I know what you, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Real in there. A lot of, you know, energy there. I remember this moment. <laughs> okay. So deep. I'm so glad I have this written down. But I think the most telling thing here, right? This was literally the last entry in this book. You're like done. I, I discovered the taste of the ladies <laughs> and I never looked back. No. What I what I kind of take from yours, which isn't the most surprising thing, was that A, not into school, yeah. which, you know, that's like no you know surprise. And also something that I think is kind of obvious that I already know about you, but it's even more so apparent is that when there's something that you are really into, like you're laser focused and that is inspiring to you and will like set you on a course, like like the slapstick comedy stuff with the Japanese game show, like that, you know, could have changed your life that day, you know, and I think that is you know pretty profound. I, I agree with you because I don't remember a lot from, I don't know why, from my childhood or high school or whatever, but there's certain moments that is so, those two moments, right, are huge for me. Obviously, mm -hmm. my first kiss I remember all the time, but uh, watching that Kobayashi's Castle or uh, Takashi's Castle, that's what it was called in J Japanese. I laughed so hard that it, I just, it's like embedded in my brain. And that same year I watched airplane for the first time the movie airplane yeah. and i recall like those are like the funniest uh, the hardest i've ever laughed in my life and i think that flipped a switch in my dna mm -hmm. which had me go full-on comedy yeah so obviously i was a dramatic actor then oh of course because i had an only acting journal very serious oh uh -huh. should i read a just really quick a college poem yes just one more we read yes. one up top it was horrendous oh bad horrendous this is from creative writing Oh All right. This, this one's called After Midnight. Ooh. I said, I know no Jeff, only Gozer. What? It's from, it's from it's Ghostbusters. Oh. I, remember? She's like, remember Gozer? Like, in, All right. So long. Look it up. The blueprint sleep in my back pocket next to a mini mag. Supplement, formerly gum, to the front of a free erotic sex toy catalog. You can check out both. 
And if you're game to an early beating, covered possible self-deflating, good old American wood. Wow. <laughs> oh, no. What? Dave, why did you make me do this? Uh, I am what? suing you. Wait, is that supposed to be a comedic poem or is that serious? No, dude, that's serious. I don't know who I, who was well, grading you, these. You're referencing a Ghostbusters goblin mm-hmm. in a serious poem. Yeah. You know, I was. It's, I guess it's like the pop thing. Nip, nip and tuck me while I sleep into a bowl of acid wash. That's not bad. Um, it's right. not the worst. It's just, you know, it's just hard to listen to. Yeah, one of these poems was about uh, overcooked pasta. So even even then I was obsessing and uh, I guess melding all my passions into one. One uh, of your poems is about overcooked pasta? Yeah. Here we go. All right. Ode to what used to be al dente by Jeff Morrow. I, wa- oh, I, I think I might have some good music here queued up. Oh, my God. Maybe not. Sorry. Maybe don't do music. Maybe don't do music, Emily. Don't do Emily. music. Don't. My, no, I watch it, it sit just wait, like... Could, wait, could you just back up and start Sorry. just because you were both talking in? Yeah. Great job, Em. Hey, well, you know Great what, job. You were about really to add some of your zangy freaking sound effects. You know what, Jeff? A game inventor, an author, and a <laughs> Emmy, daytime Emmy-nominated television host. Oh, sorry, that's me. Too. Oh, yeah. What, okay. Like I said, it's daytime Emmy. It doesn't count. Yeah, it doesn't until it does. Ode... If I had an Emmy on my right here, you'd be very impressed. Ode to what used to be al dente by Jeff Marl. I watch it sit in a steel, stain-free monster pot, just like mom's, but hers was on. His shit. Best be calling it smash potato alini, because it's consistently boiled beyond its calling. The Pope. Yeah, the Pope. A tubby supporter should declare him Lucifer, and his actions far worse than J.P.'s very own Vatican Betty, in which her sinning ass even knows Jesus don't love nasty men who overcook pasta. <laughs> so obviously that was to the person overcooking the pasta in the school cafeteria. Yeah, definitely. It's very which offensive I'll to me. Not surprised that, you know, mushy pasta affected you. I've seen you send back ravioli three times at restaurants, yeah. the same dish. So I'm not surprised. And so even as a kid, like you were very opinionated about food. Oh, yeah. Especially, yeah, mushy stuff, textural stuff like that. I mean, it was it was a common thread throughout my life, but I, I didn't even know that existed. And obviously, I was pretty angry about it, too. It's an angry poem. Yeah, yeah, I felt it. I'm mad at the Pope. I don't know how the Pope, what the hell he did. I know, right? John Paul, JP, I call him in this. Oh, God. Yeah, the Pope, a tubby supporter. I call the Pope tubby. Um, was he even tubby? I don't, I don't know. know. Pope John, aren't all Popes kind of the same body type? I know. I know you're the one who can eye weigh people. What does he weigh? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe 178. <laughs> I don't know. I have to look it up. Oh, man. Oh, wow. We have, Dave, we opened up some things. You know what we've learned today? What have we learned? Jeff Morrow. Jeff, shut kind of up. a great guy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Emily, we're, yeah, see, like, this is nice. This is good. Yeah, I think this is good for our relationship as brother and sister. Indeed. Which translates directly to the Come On Over podcast, which makes us more open and willing to share these things. Yes. Because I got more stuff, Emily. Oh, I got I'm, a lot I'm sure more stuff. you do, but we've been talking about feelings for so long, and I'm feeling very hungry and um, kind <laughs> of uh, just a little nauseous, just because... Uh, I, I feelings You're, are hard for me. Feelings are. I hate talking about feelings. I know it is hard. Ugh. It's like lifting. It's like doing squats or weighted lunges. Ugh, I God hate damn. lunges. Oh, lunges are the worst. Talking about your feelings is the lunges, weighted lunges of emotions. Mm-hmm. You can quote me on that. You put that on your neck shirt, Great. Dave. Are you still there? <laughs> he, I, I think he's I, gone. I, I am. I'm just. I'm just enjoying the sibling banter. <laughs> we love 
bantering I, I to know. the point and where I hate burpees more than I hate lunges. I would I swear to God I would rather do a hundred burpees than twenty lunges. Burpees is pure physicality, just throwing your meat on the ground. I like to do the yoga burpees. Oh, you're so like, weak. I know. I am so weak. You are. I'm going to write a poem about Emily's shitty burpees. Stop it. Shitty burpees. What does it mean? Flinging, being, <laughs> slapping the floor like a <laughs> pancake on the ceiling, dropping, stuck. Batter that has been too badly beaten. Listen, yeah. Dave. Yes. You still there? I'm there. Dave, tell us. Uh, so you you you've invented a game called "I Can't Believe I Did That." Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a fun family game, right? Uh, it is it is a good game to play with your family. Um, there are some R-rated questions, so uh, if you play with your children, you might want to censor those ones out. But it is a game where you ask your friends and loved ones questions about your childhood memories, teenage memories, even the stuff you think you've forgotten this game really helps you remember so you might get questions like um uh tell me a moment when your heart broke like it was the uh end of titanic and everybody and then at the bottom of the card it says biggest sad sack wins and so everybody goes around in a circle and tells their story of heartbreak that they remember and and you vote on who's the biggest sad sack and so that's the game is filled with questions about tell me about your most ridiculous fight or a moment when you were lost in imagination, or a moment when you tried to attract someone with your smooth moves, and that's oh, the game. Smooth. smooth I moves. never had smooth moves. I, you know what I like? It's a conversation starter for around a dinner table yep. or having cocktails with your friends. Exactly. Um, and you know what I like about your game uh, more than anything? I can't believe I did that. Is that it? Like, there's. I hate instructions because I have to oh. like read them. It takes me like nine times to read them to figure out what the hell game oh, I'm yeah, playing totally. or how to play the game. Yeah, and this you is instructions you don't need on the instructions, instructions man. Yeah. What a good idea! You know what we should do, Jeff? Is that we should do a special Morrow Family Secrets episode and play this with our yes, entire family. That's what we're doing. I, yeah, what a great idea I just I had. Hey, Dave, oh, I got an idea you know for what? you. This is what listen. he does all the time. He tries to steal my ideas and pawn them off as his own. Hey, listen. All those titles of songs that I come up with and the stories. Stop it. Listen, they're all good stuff. Listen, we share. It's 50-50, Emily. Okay? Listen, we're going to do that. Would you mind? You'd love that, right? Yeah, we'll of course. Do it. We're going to yeah, do, do that next week. Yeah, would you have us? we do it next week? No, because we have three holiday episodes. Oh, you're the worst. See? No, we'll do it in the new year. It's something I could put on the roster. Okay, yeah. whatever. It's for it's for your New Year's resolutions. Yes. Oh, we, I don't we do those either. To learn my whole, whole lifestyle is a family. resolution. That's how you roll. That's how. I'll, hey, listen, Dave. We're gonna sure. we're gonna play the game. I can't. Everybody, go out there. Where can they find? Uh, I can't believe I did that. Is it on the Zon? Is it on so Zon? You can, go, you can you can check it out on getmortified.com, which is where you can find the Mortified podcast, as well as the I can't believe I did that game. But you can also find it on 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 Amazon and Powell's and you know wherever wherever you want to make rich people richer. Yeah, uh, how about support your local game shop, everybody, and go <laughs> yes. get, get up off your tuchus and go drive there. I'm sure they have a website. Get the yeah. game from there. Or, you know, yep. I'll put it in the show notes. How about that? How yeah. about so that? So getmortified.com get slash game is the simplest way. And you can play that game totally on Zoom, too, if you're yeah. doing all the distancing nonsense. Not it's nonsense. True. You know what I yeah, mean. Well, I just call it because the whole world's nonsense, but you have to do it. Oh, why'd you get me in trouble, Dave? Listen. Nice, nice walk, nice walking back that one. Ooh, I know, right? Boy, Woo. but you oh, can play God. this on the zooms, on the Facetimes too, which I like. 
You don't need to be physically rolling bones, if you know what I mean. But rolling bones? You know what that means, right, Dave? No. No. Rolling bones is rolling dice. Oh, Oh my oh. god! Well, look at—I guess I'm right. the only street rat here. Obviously, someone, obviously, obviously, someone was in guys and dolls. I, hey, <laughs> what's the matter? Roll the dice. I, know, I remember. When you see a gal oh. reach for stars in the sky, she's ready <laughs> to make out with you in a basement Ew, with, the off. <laughs> oh, with the lights up. With the lights up, the lights went off. Oh, we learned a lot today. Yeah, Dave, we did. thank you so much for coming on over. Thanks for having me. Everybody go check out Mortified Podcast and his game. I can't believe I did that at mortifiedpodcast.com. No, I can't wait to play. Slash game. It's going to be in the show notes. So it's. Oh, sorry. I'm just being professional. Whatever. Stop Dave, thank jiggle. you so much for coming on over. Thank you. Now get the hell out. Oh! The Come On Over podcast is powered by Game Plan, executive produced by Steve Mandel, coordinated by Liz Landry, and produced, edited, all that stuff by me, Emily Morrow. Jeff Morrow writes all of his original tunes and performs that magic. And we would like to give an extra special thanks to our friend Dave Nadelberg from Mortified for guiding us through this journey that has just made our souls spill out God knows what. Thanks for coming on over, and we can't wait for you to come on over again. I have this new girlfriend, but I had a baby. Th- I don't know what the hell that means. I can't read that. Is this new? Sorry, I thought I had this down. <laughs>